Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The Mariah Report. Back in time. Welcome to Back in Time. Yay! I'm Martin Burgess. And I'm Dan Enriquez. We're here to uh, relive a Mariah moment. We are going back in time, way back in time, guys. Um, 1998. Mm -hmm. Good year. Yeah. Good times. November 1998. Oh, to be exact. Gosh, yeah, (laughs) that feels like it was less than 10 years ago. I mean, it's sort But it was a while ago. Because almost 20 this years epic ago. moment is so epic, I think it's a timeless thing. Yeah. It seems like it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Or like that we've always just, it's just always been a part of the world, but... So we're talking about when you believe. These two, the, the two worlds of the biggest vocal divas of all time mm-hmm. colliding and mm-hmm. merging yeah. into one. That was it's a, magical. Yeah. You know, it was considering how epic... The idea of that is it's surprising the song didn't do didn't make it to the number one spot. Yeah, that's like, if, true. Just even like out of interest, I would have been buying it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of people bought it. Yeah, it did very well here in the U.S. It got to the top fifteen. Yeah, which is which is really good. But let me tell you that this is why I don't think it did that as well. Why in this country because. This is a little tidbit of factoid information. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? When they released the physical single, because back in 1998, like that's how, like, you know, you release the physical single, you have to go to the store and buy it. It's very different than today's world. The CD single. (laughs) Um, In America, because it's the duet, it's Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. In America, they build this as Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey when you believe. Ah. So if you didn't look under the Whitney Houston section in the in the CD store, you didn't know that the single had even been released. Mm-hmm. So it took me weeks before I actually knew that it was even out because I was never looking under the Whitney thing. Oh, you're in the C section? I just section? go and I go to the C section and I'm, then I just spread <laughs> all of those CDs out all over the all the other ones <laughs> and cover everything else up. Yeah. So I didn't know. I used to do that little repositioning. And... They don't have the pitch. They don't have themselves on the cover of the American version. Of the American version, yeah. It's a the American version has a still of the animation from the movie, right. The Prince yeah. of Egypt. So I mean, I think just visually and location wise in the CD store, I think that did a lot to hinder its sales. Oh, see, um, I bought it in Australia, and our CD cover was the two of them. You know the one with that kind of like sing laughing, that picture of them? Yeah, and they both are wearing like the black, the black dress dresses. from the video. Yes. Yeah. That's the one I got. I think that's what most of them got, but did yours, 
um, come in like them little skinny hard cases? Yes. Or did yours the slim, come? Okay. The slim case. I had the slim case, and then there's also one that comes in like the card sleeve, the cardboard case. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. get that one. Yeah. Little tidbit this was the first ever Mariah single I purchased. Oh. Yeah. Get out of here. It's also around the same you time. You took your hard-earned coins. Yes. And you went to the It's also store. around the same time all my money started disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> you see how that magically happens? Yes. Hmm, I wonder <laughs> what it could be. Uh-huh. I feel you on that. I feel you. But, like, how did you know that it was out? Like, what was the first thing that you saw in australia was it like the movie was it like something on the news saying that they were working together did you hear the song i think i went to go see the movie and then that's when and you that's knew how that they were yeah doing i mean it. i knew like i knew mariah and i loved the daydream album obviously the christmas songs the singles i knew about honey like i knew you know i knew who mariah was um and like i borrowed cds you know you just like share cds with your friends and then tape them onto tape oh of course and bootleg it like that yeah so i had like some mariah songs but this is the first one i went to go and get right i wanted my own copy of it absolutely because this was big and so i think i think i saw the movie and that's where i was like oh wow i really enjoy this song yeah i wasn't a whitney fan at all not at all no not even i want to dance with um, no, not at all. Not, oh, oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, no, not I didn't like Whitney. Oh, I liked all the divas. I liked all the girls. Yeah, no, even def- Celine. Yeah, Celine's was, probably my least favorite, Celine but like was she fun. was, she was good. Um, She's still good, but because in this era, don't forget Spice Girls were big at the time. Like that cheesy oh, pop, definitely cheesy pop, and like we had Kylie Minogue. We had, like, oh, real yeah, cheesy, we had all the cheesy yeah, girls. That was good. No, Kylie Minogue is not cheesy. Cheesy like pop music. Oh, okay. She's not a singer. I love like Kylie Minogue. Don't. Oh, that's my girl. Oh, Kylie's like fun in the club. Yeah. Britney's doing her thing. TLC. So like a big yeah, diva okay. singer. All right, I see that. I don't know. I just was very excited for this because I knew that both Mariah and Whitney had their own album mm. albums, mm-hmm. but then they had this song together for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I think the first time that I knew that they were working together. I, I I cannot remember because, you know, I'm old and I can't remember. I think it was just talk about it on TV. And then they did the MTV Awards where they opened up the mm. MTV Awards with the dress. Little Try kid. it on me. Yeah. That moment. And then I think I, I think it like really set set in there. Right. But I think they had already done all the business. They'd already recorded everything and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I can't remember. I just like the song. The song is the song is great. It's the song is amazing. It goes in the same file as Hero, Can't Take That Away, Fly Like a Bird. Just like a nice, right. big, in, uh, uplifting, inspiring song. Yeah, but I well, the, one okay, thing, see, yeah, but I he, never saw the movie though, so I didn't know. Uh, like, I know it has something to do with Moses, yeah, or something, and Parting of the Red Sea. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the story of Noah. Oh, Noah, no. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Or was it Moses? I think it was Moses. No, sorry, not Noah. Oh, my God. Noah Moses. had the ark. Noah had the ark. Yeah, Moses. Moses made the commandments, yes. right? Found him. Yeah. Oh, we found him? Yeah. Who wrote him? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote him, though. <laughs> this is why I should have saw the movie. See, I was too concerned with what Whitney and Mariah were doing. I was like, I don't need to see the movie. I, know, I saw the music video. That's all I need. <laughs> you should read the book. Okay. I'll, I'll get one of these days. I'll get around to it. 
<laughs> I don't know what is so funny. <laughs> but the mu- the story is very, it's a biblical story. And you know that both Whitney and Mariah are churchgoers. Yeah. So like for them, it was, it like fit right in. Yeah. No, I think the message of the song. Yeah. It could also, um, can apply outside of the movie too. Just be- yeah, having I mean, some it, faith and I, believing. I applied and, it to my life yeah. and I didn't even see the movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just it's like a nice just a nice beautiful ballad. Right. In in the line of hero and you know, like I said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one of, it's in that genre of like uplifting inspirational Yeah. And um we definitely have to point out this is one of the first times that Mariah sang an original song that she did not write or yeah. produce. Yeah. So that was like big as well because um but I think this sort of ties into like why Mariah decided to do it. Number one, it is a very sort of inspirational, uplifting message mm-hmm. um, with, you know, the tie into the Bible and whatnot. Um, but it was interesting how the two were sort of told Whitney and how Whitney and Mariah were sort of told about the um, the duet and what they wanted, what the you know, movie makers wanted from them. Why? What is that? Well, you know, because they sort of did the... The producers? Jeffrey Katzenberg, yeah. who was one of the DreamWorks producer guys, um, uh, took each lady individually out to dinner, showed them the movie, wined and dined them, mm-hmm. and you was like, hey, you know, you know, Mariah, Whitney said she wants to do this song do it with her. And he said the same thing to Whitney, like, hey, Mariah wants to do this song with you. Mm. So, you know, it's that behind the stage wheeling and dealing like and a little, sort of like lying. Like a bit of like reverse psychology. But yeah, not. exactly. Because mm-hmm. no, I don't think either one of the ladies would have said anything or, or agreed to do it if the other didn't think that, oh, well, they're going to do it. So now I have to do it. So I have to say yes. Yeah. You know, so everything sort of lined, lined up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was great. It was magical. Yeah. It was, it still is. Um, what's your favorite live performance? Okay. Well, there's two of them. And I think in, you know, the fan fandom world in the world of the Lamely, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a there's big debate. Yeah, there's there's a big debate. Live. Which yeah. one was better when you believe it, Oprah or when you believe at the Oscars? Yeah. Um, so Lamely, let us know. Tweet us, Facebook us at, at the Mariah Report. Mm-hmm. Let us know what your favorite is. Yeah, because it is an always it's an ongoing discussion. It's an ongoing discussion of, of many of Mariah's performances throughout her career, but this one in particular. Um My favorite I, I, I mean, I'm gonna say it's Oprah. Mine too. Okay. You know why? Why? Uh, because I think Oprah I the, on the Oprah one. I think Mariah's voice was a little bit better. Yeah. And Whitney wasn't trying to outsing Mariah. So they both equally like were able to stand their own ground. Yeah. Like um just perform to their best without the other one trying to come in and like I thought Whitney was having a hard time singing on the Oprah show. On the Oprah version. Because she opens up doing that talk singing that she does. Well that's true. Which I enjoy. But she wasn't singing. Right, like the song didn't really start until Mariah came out and the audience goes crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and I just think like, I think just Mariah's whole vocals on that live performance are great. I mean, she didn't miss a beat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she didn't really miss a beat on the Oscars either. 
But I think what I liked about um, the Oprah show, the Oprah one, is that Oprah was like fanning out big time yeah. about the whole situation. I mean, it was a big thing. Okay, so let's so so this is what happens. The song comes out. The, the two ladies release their albums. Mm-hmm. In December, so it was almost like a Christmas-themed Oprah episode as well, because yeah. it aired like you know in December, and so it was a big get for Oprah to have these two premiere this first live performance of this. Yes, I don't know what the ratings were for that Oprah episode, but I'm sure they were through the roof. Yeah, guaranteed through I, the roof. Especially in those in those days, the Oprah show was just a major powerhouse. Yeah, for any any. Any uh, anybody want to sell something? Yeah, yeah. You go there, you got it. They did well. The Oprah show did that whole hour with Whitney and Mariah, and they opened up with "When You Believe." Yeah, they did a sit down interview. Then they did each one of them did their own song. Mariah did "I Still Believe." She killed it. Yes, and then Whitney did um, uh, "I Learned Uh, from the Best." Yes, yeah. So, I mean, Mariah was like A++ for the Oprah show. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it better. I also think Mariah looked better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just think everything was perfect. But I like how I like the Oprah set too. Yeah, just couches. We're all in the living room together. Mm-hmm. You're in my living mm-hmm. room. I'm in your living room. There's Whitney and Mariah singing for us. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a win for me. Because they just sang right there in front of the audience. It wasn't like yeah. a big theater like the Oscars performance. Right. And I forget where it was, like, well, probably the Kodak Theater or something. But mm-hmm. that um, Oscar performance, it had the gospel choir. Mm-hmm. It was all like white and gold, which was which was good. And it was themed. Um, and I think it was um, the performance was directed or you know, stage directed by Debbie Allen. Oh, yeah. Who we knew Mariah's working a lot with. Yeah. She still does. She did She did the first um, Christmas show. Christmas Beacon, show at the Beacon. Beacon. She did the Butterfly Tour. She did all kinds of things. Wow. Um, so that was a great moment, too. But just, you know, Oprah, I think because it was the first performance, yeah. it sort of also holds a good place in my heart. It's a real shame they didn't really do a bigger press tour with the song like go to letterman go to leno like do yeah. all the late night shows do all the daytime shows yeah would be nice but i they... think they wanted to keep it a little exclusive like this is not something you're gonna get every day yeah you know what i mean like you, you you're gonna get them at the oprah show and you're gonna get them at the oscars i'm sure there were also probably especially with the oscars some contractual things yes where they probably couldn't perform it anywhere else maybe you know because they do that with the grammys sometimes you're not allowed to perform certain things until the you know a certain time prior to the the award ceremony yeah um i mean the thing is like because we only have two it's so hard to like you know compare which one's really better I do think the Oprah one's it's the oprah one yeah it's the oprah one (laughs) it's really hard but it's the oprah one okay so we never saw him again after that, together, seeing it. The right. song disappeared into for a while, really. Like, it was only on Mariah's number ones and on Whitney's album. Then we, like, never really heard about it again until recently when Mariah brought it back out at the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour in Europe. Um, well, yes, that is true. And I think it was sort of like her... Um uh homage to Whitney almost and I'm glad she brought that back but but the song even though it wasn't like 
you know, you didn't hear it on the radio, like on those old school stations or anything. But I think a lot of young people still knew, remembered and related with the song because it was so epic because they were performing it on all those um, talent shows. Yeah, actually, like you're American right. Idol. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lo- X Factor, all those. X even, Factor, all of those things. Even in Australia, there was a uh, one boy, I think Anthony Clear, he did a really good version of it. Yeah. And then Candace Glover did it on the Mariah season. Mariah season. What mm-hmm. even, whatever season that was. The so Mariah season, season 13, I think, but whatever. Yeah, she sang it too. Yeah, she sang she it. And it. David Archuleta it. sang it when they did Mariah Night for when oh, she was yeah. like the. Um, the, the mentor. The mentor. It. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, so, yeah, I people think know like, it. people know it. Like, it's like definitely a classic. Mm-hmm. It's a classic song. Mm-hmm. And all generations know it. I mean, you have to just because of it's the two greatest voices. The caliber of it. Right? Do you think Whitney fans aren't as excited that they did it together? I don't know because I don't talk to them. Because I used to work <laughs> with a Whitney fan. And we're in the office, and somehow When You Believe came up, and maybe it was like the Oprah show, and she said to me, oh, you mean the time um, Whitney sang the shit out of Mariah on Oprah? Oh. I was like, what? Girl, don't let her come up to me talking like that. Well, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking (laughs) about? No, ma'am. But in her eyes, that's what happened. So it it wasn't like a a, a joyful event. It was like, why are they singing together? No. It seemed like a negative thing. I, I mean, I guess I in, in the years I have come across some Whitney fans that think that Whitney did it better. But then, okay, go and, can we go back to the Oprah thing really quick? Yeah. Because it was a great interview um, that they did there. But I found it very uh, declassé <laughs> of Whitney Houston to throw Mariah under the bus. With on what? the television show, on in front of America, about what? In front of the world. It's Oprah. This is the fucking world. Yeah. Okay. Because when Oprah says, "Okay, so it's Oprah," I feel like Oprah loved Whitney Houston up until like Whitney went cr- all cracked, and then she turned and she was like, "Oh my God, I love Mariah, Mariah, Mariah." Because you didn't see Miss Whitney Houston at the Legends Ball because she was. Like rehabbing. Well, yeah, but still, but you, no, I don't know. I just feel like she loved Whitney and then she like shunned Whitney. But like in the early days, like she was like not loving Mariah, but then like now she loves Mariah. Mm. I don't know. But anyways. I don't think she shunned. I don't think Oprah shunned Whitney. I feel like Whitney was just compl- Well, I think the whole world did. Yeah. Well, Whitney kind of vanished. No, she was, she was on our TV screens being crazy. Because of Bobby Brown. Well, Yeah. But I think don't think Oprah like deliberately shunned. I think she absolutely deliberately. No, because here's the thing: if I'm if I was Whitney, if I was friends with Oprah and Oprah was into me, and now I'm in Crackland, I'm not gonna go. I'm not picking up the phone when Oprah calls because I'm too messed up. I don't so, want her to see me. But here's the thing: Oprah didn't call her, and Oprah didn't send her an invitation at all. Well, because she probably knew what was going on. Yeah, still, I'm just saying, if you're gonna do a Legends Ball, you gotta have everyone because Whitney Houston def- definitely did make an impact. Yeah. Um. You know, but whatever that 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 is for a different discussion. <laughs> let's talk about how Whitney threw Mariah under the bus when Oprah says, "Mariah, what was it like to go into the recording studio and sing uh, with the voice?" Uh huh. Calling Whitney the voice. Yes. 
And, you know, Mariah is, you know, obviously she listened to Whitney. She loves Whitney. So she's like, you know, she plays it really cool. And she's like, yeah, I, it was great. I think we vibed really well. And then Whitney's like, well, actually, we didn't record this together because Mariah was going through some problems vocally because mm-hmm. it was her time of the month. Right, right, right. How's she going to call out Mariah's time of the month? Yes. Tacky, just not cute. That was a little... uh Unnecessary. Yeah. Like, if you're going to say, oh, we didn't record it together, you say we didn't, you know, our schedules didn't come together, so we weren't able to, like, lay the track down ourselves. Like, whatever. You know, you don't say, oh, Mariah, you know, is... You don't have to period. say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, a, that was actually an interesting tidbit, because I did not know that but it, would I happen. But, I mean, it is true, and they sort of, you know, they did, you know, sort of say that it does really happen, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I don't know what happens... But it's true. Yeah. But you don't have to say that. Well, it's not often that we would see a singer so often or a really good singer where you would notice a variation in the voice. Right. But, you know, I mean, monthly. I hear that like op- opera singers don't sing during like their time of the month. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I guess I, it's a thing. It is a thing. Oh, it's totally a thing. But Whitney Houston doesn't have to put that out in front of everybody. Yeah. You just keep that to yourself. That's like one of those things that you that would know, be a little embarrassing for mariah to sit there right. like, uh-huh, yeah you know but i mean mariah played it very well i just thought it was like a little too much and you can't say that it was tmi it's tmi mm-hmm. you know i don't want to know those things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah mariah doesn't have that <laughs> no she doesn't do no yeah. absolutely not she doesn't poop she doesn't do yeah, anything nothing when Mariah goes to the bathroom, like a beautiful crystal emerges. It's just all like butterflies and rainbows. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not like us regular people. <laughs> yeah, she's not of the common folk. <laughs> that's for sure. But um, okay, so then we have them there. They did do a lot of press though for this they didn't perform it but they did a lot of press they did a lot of interviews with mtv they did a um pre-recorded special for nbc did a whole special on when you believe the movie yes and because when you believe had three soundtracks the prince of egypt or yeah the prince of egypt <laughs> <laughs> i again i I, for, I forget about the movie it's actually it's a really good movie about, i like it's it all about the song i like it a lot um you should watch it it's a good great movie I, one of these days i will yeah eventually it's only been 10 years yeah <laughs> 20 20 no it hasn't been that Almost oh 20. my god has it get out of here it has Shh. in two years it'll be 20 years okay um, so I'll, I'll get around to it, but, um, you know, the movie had three soundtracks. So NBC, did yeah, did, um, the special cause they had a country version and they did like a lot of country things. I think this is what I remember. Cause oh. I remember like the NBC special cause I taped it on my VCR. Oh wow. Remember those? Yeah. Then they had like the regular like soundtrack, the one that had the Mariah Whitney song. And then they had like the classical one with just the instrumentation. Strings. You know, and that that's like the original um, song that Stephen Schwartz wrote for the movie When You Believe. Oh, right. Because the version that we all know um, like is a little bit version. different. Is the commercial version. Yeah. And it's a little different. And then Babyface like wrote like the bridge and he produced that. Uh-huh. Um, because in the movie, um, two of the characters are singing it with like the kids and like the characters in the movie start singing it. So it's obviously right. not Mariah and Whitney in the film. Right. 
But so well, I, well you... I just learned that Michelle Pfeiffer was the voice of one of those women. Yeah, she can sing. Yeah, well. She's she... singing um, Hairspray, remember? Did you see the Hairspray oh, musical? Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she can sing. Yeah. Hairspray the movie, right? The movie. Musical yeah. movie. The musical mu- movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With John that. Travolta. I saw that. Um, but so, so, but anyway, so when Mariah was doing all this promotion and press and they did like VH1 countdowns and they did like all kinds of little cute little things, they did the MTV video awards, like I said. Yeah. So even though they weren't performing it a lot, they definitely were out there promoting it, It, especially the last like month or two of, uh, 1998 like november december they were heavy into that yeah isn't it silly to think that a lot of that promotion was about them rival like being enemies frenemies right trying to find like bickering and rivalry behind the scenes and there really wasn't any no when they were doing all this promotional work together they were really enjoying themselves it seems like um they weren't friends beforehand but they're just then they just like made it work like they're well, working together they just got but along here's the thing i think it was sort of like a j-lo situation they mm. just didn't know each other yeah you know what i mean yeah like they weren't not friends they just don't know each other yeah everybody i think wants to think that all hollywood people know each other but they don't like just because you see somebody like you know doesn't or meet somebody for two seconds doesn't mean you know them and that you're like buddy buddy friends yes um, so like, I think the press totally blew the Mariah Whitney thing. Cause even when the two ladies first started or when Mariah came on the scene, everybody like was pitting them against each other for no reason. It's a little bit like, um, the Ariana Grande Mariah situation now, yeah. like the young one came along. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Ariana is, even though I love and enjoy my Ariana, she's nowhere near Mariah's caliber. No, not at all. No. But she's the one they're looking at saying, right. You know, the new Mariah Carey. No, it's, it is sort of like that new, it's the new generation of the Mariah Whitney thing. Yes. You know, because uh-huh. the media just likes to do that. Yeah, it just makes uh, you know, It sells up. a story, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, anything, you need, you need a story to sell. Exactly. So, but anyways, when they got together, it was all fun. It yeah. was all good times. They made it work. They stayed friends. Yeah. I mean, I get, think when Whitney started going through her personal troubles, their careers sort of went in different directions. Um, and they lost touch a little bit. But I think when they reconnected back in like, you know, I don't even know what years it would be. But when they started seeing each other again after Whitney had like did her comeback album mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Which one? Um, the um, what was that album she did? That's really good. Uh, I, I look, look to you. To you. That's I a really good album. You. That's a good album. It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. The performances were absolutely atrocious. Yeah, we just got the album. That's it. But the album it went downhill from there. Was okay. <laughs> um, but I think they sort of like reconnected and hung out. I think like at maybe like somebody like one of those princes' birthdays parties or something in England. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and they um sort of reconnected. So even though they weren't like girlfriends talking on the phone all the time, they still like had you know it's like those old friends you get like you know like oh i haven't seen you in five years but like you pick up right where you left off yeah she mentioned that when she did that um bet tribute right when she did did her little speech which was very sweet yeah when mariah gave the speech yes um one of the bet awards did a tribute to whitney Mm -hmm. and she kind of got she got 
teary and emotional. It was yeah. cute. I don't like when Mariah gets like that. It makes me sad. I know. But she had to put on a little bit, you know. She had to give a little emotion for the, you know, for the moment. For the drama to happen. It. Yeah. You know, you got to make them headlines. Um, Not saying that it was an insincere thing, but... No, no, I think it was definitely a real moment. Yeah, definitely. But well, how do you, you want to make sure that that's going to happen and, you know... Um, what do you think about her doing it at the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour, bringing it back out? I thought it was great. It was a great surprise. Yeah. A beautiful surprise. I like the idea of it. I didn't like the presentation of it so right. much. Could it have been a little um, more interesting? Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, I think we've spoke about this um, in moments before, but it could have been visually better. Yeah. But I think you know what they did with it what she did with it is is fine enough and mariah sounded great for it she did i just feel like yeah there could have been a you can't play like just the video yes like if you're going to play just the video like you know i don't know i I want some other visual of whitney you can play clips of whitney singing from the video Mm -hmm. but everything else has to be different new things Mm -hmm. we all know the video girl yeah Unless she's just playing that video every tour date just to get another Vivo play. Uh-huh. <laughs> Click play <laughs> another, on the yeah, on the yeah. Another play for the Vivo channel. <laughs> Could be. Could be. You never gets, know. I think they get paid every time people watch it. It's it is. It's true, right? Yeah. I think yeah, so. They, they sell do. the ads. They do. But I thought it was a great moment. I just think it could have been um a little bit better. Do you know what's interesting is that nobody could ever do it again. Oh gosh, no. Never. Like any kind of Whitney tribute they're going to pull out, they can't do it without mm-hmm. Mariah singing that her part. No, it's definitely it's definitely a, a Mariah thing. Mariah's the only one that can carry this on into anything else, you yes. know what I mean? And yeah. I think she's doing a nice job of it. Yeah. For this tour. I agree. Well, you know. It's just good. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's a all great, I got to say. Yeah, it's a great song. It's going to be live forever in the Mariah repertoire mm-hmm. of faves. Yeah, I'm glad we got like new, um, like, because, you know, now we're in the day and age where like we got good, good YouTube videos of the performances from the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour. Yes. We got good, good videos. But what about the traditional music video on Vivo? What do you think of that? Well, there's two, isn't there? There's two out there. There's one there's from the. There's two videos, the one from the NBC thing, but I think the official one on Vivo. Is the one from the uh, the Brooklyn Music Academy, I think Yes, it is? that's where they filmed that. I mean, they're good. How is he going to present them singing that song and incorporate the movie into it? I think they're, they're both dramatic. What I don't like about the the um, the official one is like when the big, in the crescendo of the song, the big key change, uh-huh. when they have those the big blaring lights, lights and they're yeah. like, they look weird and good, like halloweeny like ghosts or something oh i guess so i sort of like that moment because like it's it's um like that thunderous i get the the... concept but i thought it was a bit too bright they could have turned it down a little (laughs) just a little bit yeah you know i don't know i like it i think i like everything about that video if there was one thing i didn't like is maybe like that you know when they were on the stage together Mm. there were too many sort of behind the scene camera angles like where you see like all the camera work all the lighting oh right but i know that they were going for like the whole behind the scenes thing as well yeah it's a mix of like live performance and behind the scenes yes which i thought was cute and 
I think it was obviously um, um, a very conscious decision to put those behind the scenes moments of Mariah and Whitney together to help prove and like make sure that people know that this is like a these are two friends. Yeah. They do hang out. They talk. They get along. They're yeah. not like diva bitches. Well, it's part of the story of that song, too. Well, I think it was sort of part of just the whole song. the whole thing, yeah. the whole thing mm-hmm. of them coming together, being together. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Me too. I enjoyed it. I I still, when I look back at that video, it brings back the memories. I know. Well, if you haven't seen it, go hit up Vivo on YouTube. Get that extra play on there. Yeah, it's help it, <laughs> rank up the numbers. Throw another penny. Go in relive the it. Pond. It's so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's just great. I think all the performances from the videos to, um, you know, the uh, Oprah mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Oscars, yeah. they're all great to go back to and just relive those great moments. Of, yes. They're iconic. They really are because there are really no other divas that could come together then or now. No, who? That would be like so memorable and so like such a gigantic uh collaboration mm-hmm. you know yeah i really don't think so no and i can't think of mariah's singing with anybody else that will be such have such a huge impact right you know okay and there's also this other part of me because you know mariah does a lot of like um not a lot but like she's done duets and stuff before but she never does them with women mm. mm-hmm. this is like the one and yeah. it is perfection yes you know what i mean She's had like, you know, female rappers like Nicki Minaj or like the Mary J thing or yeah. like something like that. But like she's never done like a duet singing, singing with another woman. And I find that very this is that's why I find this in the whole world of Mariah duets. This is one is very refreshing. Yeah. I mean, I know that she's sang with Patti LaBelle and Aretha and all of those things. But On those stage. are live moments. Yes. Not like a, you know, official song. Official song. In the studio. Interesting. You know? Yeah. So I never thought of that. I would like to see more of that. Although, you know, with Whitney not being here, who, I mean, there's nobody else. Well, the rumor is Beyonce, but it's not going to be a singing, right. sing-off like this was. Yeah. It would be different. I, it, it would be a different, whole different thing. Yes. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully yeah. something. Because Mariah and Whitney, they did that thing. Well, thank God it was done. Like, it got documented mm-hmm. it's recorded yeah it's in the file yeah it's it was good. never like it's a piece of history because you know it would suck now that whitney's not with us anymore it would suck if it never got done or it was like talk like right. oh, we're, we're gonna do it we're gonna do it or oh. if it was done like post whitney yeah or it was like yeah. being good <laughs> uh, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> You know, R.I.P. Like, bitch, R.I.P. You know, I love my Whitney, but like, and I've come to, t- I've to come to like Whitney actually. Yeah, it took a while. I started to like Whitney after the um, Oprah sit down interview, the mm-hmm. post drug, the post when she confessed yeah, when everything. She, like, yeah, and she came out. And... Then I was friend because I didn't like it during the drug days because I was like, what are you trying to? Why are you trying to play us? Like nothing's wrong. Yeah. We all know what's up. Everyone knew. Yeah, but when she confessed, I was like, okay, okay, now we're come clean. We can all now be we're friends. Be good. Yeah, I know. Such a sad, sad, tragic, tragic story. I know. Poor Whitney. Poor Whitney. Poor Bobby Christina. Ugh. Oh Lord Jesus. Um, back in the day, around, I think it was around the Charm Bracelet tour, ish. 
I was working in a record store in a CD shop. And one of my bosses, who's like one of the main buyers, he was in like mingling with all the record label people. And oh no, sorry, it's around September 11. Okay. So Mariah's um, glitter, glitter is happening. Whitney's disappeared. So apparently, um, September 11's happening. They, the 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 people who are like trying to organize the charity things want mm-hmm. Whitney and Mariah to do when you believe to like oh. bring some hope and inspiration to the situation. That would have been good, but that was not going to happen. Mariah's up in Connecticut. Whitney's who knows where. <laughs> Whitney's lost, locked in a yeah. house with eyeballs drawn on the <laughs> <Exactly>. wall. <laughs> And Mariah's going through her moment, but that would have been really good, though. For that moment, yeah. But there were none, no one was around for (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just the possibility of, you know, like when the song came out and they were doing all of it and it was like with the movie, it was so great to see that. It would have been really, really great and special to see it years later, like in today's world, even though like, you know, Whitney's voice was never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. It still would have been good to see those two on stage again. Yeah, you know, just we'll do to something else. That moment. Yeah, yeah, something like not like it'd be fun to see them sing together. Yeah, anything, just like a know. Diana Ross song, or, right? Something you know, just not so complicated. It would have just been very special, but yeah. unfortunately, that yeah, would have been fun. Yeah, Mariah did her best by bringing it back to the Sweet Sweet Fantasy tour to yeah. for for the nostalgia, darling. Mm-hmm. Yes, gotta be twenty years soon. In two mm-hmm. years, it'll be twenty years. That's nuts. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. well, that's back in time. That's you know our little when you believe. Yeah, um, join us for moments, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Follow us at the Mariah Report and tell us uh, all your favorite moments of when you believe. Thanks for listening.